Freddy Podcast. I'm Miles B. Joined as always by my father and co-host, Fast Freddy. How you doing over there, Dad? I'm doing good. Heading into day three. Having a good time. Yes, sir. We've had a lot of fun the past couple days. Uh, <laughs> round one, two, and three are in the books. And once again, we're sponsored as always by Miller's Hardware in Orlando, Florida. You have any hardware needs, go there. That's your spot. Now, going into this draft, we had some thoughts. Y'all heard our preview. So, Miles, remember, I've been following this since Mel Kuyper was being made fun of for working out of his parents' basement. That's how long I go back, okay? And mock drafts used to be a novelty. I mean, Mel would be the only one to do them. Now it's an industry. Everybody does them, okay? So when you wake up after day two and three rounds are in the books and you read and read and read about this, you hear all this analysis of the mock drafters defending their picks that either got done or didn't get done. And that's their right. Hell, maybe they are right. If they do turn out to be correct, then you got to fire your general manager and your coach. You know, that was last year with the Giants, my beloved Giants. They pass on Justin Fields, trade out, uh, trade back to 20, skip on Micah Parsons, and pick Kadarius Toney from Florida. He signs a new shoe deal and shows up at the Giants camp with Adidas shoes that he's never worn. And on his very first day in rookie camp, he can't participate. So he's a distraction, and he went on to crap from there. And it was Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge that drafted him amongst a ton of other mistakes, and they're gone. So I just say honestly, you almost – I'm sorry if it's boring. you got to trust that your general manager and your coaches and scouts know what the heck they're doing. And after three or four years of misery, it turns out they don't then they've got to be fired and you got to start over. And that's where my team is. I hear you, but uh, they did pretty well. And I appreciate that insight. Let's just go ahead and, and get into it. Jacksonville, number one overall, took Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. They add him with Josh Allen on the other side of their line. And if they can develop that talent, it could be a promising pass rushing duo. And then the Jaguars traded back up into the first round with with Tampa to take this linebacker out of Utah, Devin Lloyd, so, that, so they must like him. You know, the Jaguars have perennially been snake-bitten, so to speak. But my dad and I have been to some games with him, and, and we're pulling for him. I, I hope the Jags can can get on the right track. Do you got any thoughts there, Dad? Yeah, I really like this draft with the exception of the first. You know, I would have taken the Hutchinson boy. Me too. Um, because Trayvon Walker has all those physical gifts, but not the production relative to Hutchinson, in my humble opinion. The next three, I'm crazy about the next three picks. And by the way, Jags fans, next year, you'll be happy to know that our Lure boiled peanuts will be served at Jacksonville Games, and you'll see our advertisements up on the big screen. That's right. And shout out to Ultimate Sales and Fast Ready for making that sale. So, <laughs> yeah, if you ever find yourself at that stadium, look look for those peanuts. I, I've, I've sampled them. They are delicious. They're fantastic. Um, but I got to say, um, I don't want to make my buddy Ryan Garrigan mad. He made the sale and I was his I was his wingman. But good job, Ryan. And Jags fans, you got something special to look forward to even beyond an improved football team. Okay, my apologies there. Shout out, Ryan. Well done. Um, Now, Dad, briefly, you talked about the Giants. Further background on myself. I'm a Bucs fan. My dad's a Giants fan. 
my dad was previewing the Giants on, on our last episode, but I think they had a great draft. Dad, I'll let you take this away. Uh, the first round pick, they had Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. What are you thinking? Well, the, the first round fell their way, and they worked this guy Thibodeau to death. I mean, out at his pro day, Zoom meetings, visit to New Jersey, et cetera, et cetera. So he was their guy, and he's got some pizzazz. And I don't know, a fellow named Michael Strahan had a little pizzazz. So let's hope it turns out like that. Love the tackle from Alabama. Again, the, the board fell their way. A lot of people criticizing uh, Wandale Robinson, wide receiver from Kentucky. He's a little guy. All I know is SEC, uh, 106 catches, 1,300 yards. I love the fellow from North Carolina, plays guard and tackle. Often during the same drive, they would switch him between the two. The fellow from LSU, they needed a corner. Flot looks gifted, but awfully skinny. But I think overall, pretty good basic stuff. Remember, they didn't have a dime to spend in free agency. So it all has to be predicated on this draft. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a Bucks fan, so I'll uh, I'll briefly touch on them. They traded out of the first round with Jacksonville, uh, as I mentioned earlier. The first pick overall, they took Logan Hall, defensive end from Houston, 6'6", 285. He was a four-year starter. His tape looks good. And whether or not Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul stay with the Bucks, he'll he'll contribute in a rotational role at least immediately. So I like it. And here's a fun stat credit to Greg Allman on Twitter. So Logan Hall was born on April 22nd, 2000, which was six days after Tom Brady was drafted by the Patriots. So Brady's career is now officially older than one of his teammates. And then uh, round two pick 25, they took Luke Godecki guard out of central Michigan. He's big, nasty and we're we're just trying to protect Tom as much as we can keep him upright and try and make another run at the Super Bowl and then they took uh, running back Rashad White out of Arizona State who looks shifty elusive good vision I don't really know too much about him but uh, I'm excited for it so that's my thoughts on the Bucks pick so far now we're going to touch on the Denver Broncos you know they traded for Russell Wilson and they have a they have a pretty good team and we have some family out in Denver and dad what do you think about their draft and and their offseason outlook I think the Broncos are poised to make a run in the best division in football Russell Wilson uh giving up a couple first round picks for him is the smartest thing you could ever do that's going to make a big difference on a team that's got some good offensive weapons around him I love the second pick, this fellow Benito, that they rave about, uh, edge rusher, outside linebacker type from Oklahoma. Very, very good set-the-edge player. And then they broke my heart because the Giants are desperate for a tight end. And I think this was the biggest, strongest combo tight end in Dulcich from UCLA. So A-plus to the Broncos and my before they drafted anybody because they got Russell Wilson, but now they added two great ball players later in the draft. I think they're an A plus. I'm with you there. Good for them. Um, like you said, it's a very tough division. So, so hopefully they can, they can compete. Now we're going to tough briefly on Philadelphia who had a, who had a great draft. You know, they traded for AJ Brown and they took Jordan Davis defensive tackle out of Georgia Round one, pick 13, just mountain of a man, probably one of my favorite picks for them. 
then they took a center out of Nebraska, and then they took a linebacker out of Georgia as well. So I, I like what the Eagles are doing. We'll, we'll see. Uh, Dad, do you have any thoughts on them? As a Giants fan, it's that damned Howie Roseman, their general manager. He's missed multiple times on wide receivers, although he hit last year. But uh, he needed a wide receiver, so he gets the best wide receiver in this draft, four-year veteran A.J. Brown from Nashville. Mike Vrabel was not happy giving up this guy. He's got, I think he'll be fantastic for the Eagles, and I love these picks. The big fella from Georgia really liked the center from Nebraska. Now, something's wrong with the Kobe Dean. He was paraded out there at the beginning of the draft and was a kind of a sure thing first round pick. He lasts till 83. There's something with a peck that hasn't been operated on, et cetera, et cetera. But like the guy said on TV last night, who cares? Red shirt, this sideline to sideline linebacker. Again, damn that Howie Roseman. I think the Eagles have had a hell of a draft so far. Okay, good thoughts there on Philly. And going back to what we said in the last episode, this is a deep draft. Not a lot of the top-end talent, but uh, it's a deep draft in the sense that a lot of teams are getting good depth. And so today is day three. It's going to start at noon. We're recording this at about 1045. Uh, Dad, what do you think about what's happening going into day three? As we alluded to at the beginning, not a not a Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders choice at one and two this year, but a fantastic deep draft. And so I, there are a million good football players left out there. I like what RGM did. Joe Shane did. We need so many people, so many places. He picked up a couple more uh, fifths yesterday, moving back in the second round. I think you're going to see a bunch of good football players drafted today. It's fun because it's rapid fire. Because we got to get through what four, five, six, and seven plus the supplemental picks, so it's going to be fast and furious. But I'm promising you, everybody, you want to pay attention today to the extent that you can on a pretty Saturday because uh, this is the strength of this draft here at the very end. I agree with you there. And after today, anyone who didn't get drafted will still get some look from teams. The uh, undrafted free agent signings are usually pretty entertaining, so. So after today and after this upcoming week with the UDFAs, it should be interesting to see how each team's stock took shape. So we'll be back to recap that. And just in conclusion, to Miles's point about undrafted college free agents, there are so many Hall of Famers <laughs> that have gone that route. So it really does bear watching because a lot of fantastic football players have, have been undrafted free agent and a lot of gold jackets in the bunch. I agree. I agree. So this so this is fun. Uh, I appreciate you guys joining us. And, Dad, we're having fun with this stuff, aren't we? Yeah, if you're listening, we're grateful. We're trying to keep it short and sweet. And we'll be back with a recap in a day or two when it's all in the books. Yes, sir. All right. Again, Milo and Freddie podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.